What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ready to become a master of the minutiae surrounding Cougar athletics? Well, you've come to the right place. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Krennel, right here on ESPN 960. ESPN 960, Darnell Dixon and Brandon Gurney running the show today for Ben Krennel. We hope you're enjoying your Thursday. Cougars in the pros. You know, we talk a lot in this program about the roster and how it's coming together for BYU football for 2023, but there are some guys, former Cougars, who are looking to make that next step to the professional level, and they're getting an opportunity to audition this week before the Senior Bowl. And we're going to bring in from Pro Football Network, Cam Miller, to talk about those guys and what they're going through. Cam, thanks for coming on the program today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, uh, as always. So the 74th Annual Senior Bowl is Saturday, 1230 on the NFL Network. game will be played at Hancock-Whitney Stadium at the University of South Alabama. BYU, former BYU players, uh, Jaron Hall, Pukunakua, Blake Freeland are on the national team. Cam, paint us a picture. What's the vibe like on the sidelines at practices this week? Because it seems like that the practices may even be more important than how they perform in the game because that's where things get broken down. That's where the scouts and, and GMs and whoever else is there sees them. Yeah, if you look at the uh, the attendance rate of the, those who are in attendance, uh, be them scouts, decision makers, media personnel, yeah, it's a mass ex- exodus on Thursday after practice. Uh, those flights out of Mobile are, are a, hard, uh, commod- a hot commodity to get onto because you get out of town, you get out of Dodge as quick as possible. So the practice is significantly more important i always uh, i like to bucket into uh about 33 percent on field work and then the rest of it is off the field too and that includes how you act on the sidelines how you are in interviews you know it's a 24 7 week for these athletes you know not a lot of flights into mobile alabama you're probably connecting you're probably on direct flights with uh, some decision makers no matter where you're flying in from and so, you know, you could go get a cup of coffee in the morning or after practice, and somebody's going to be at that same spot as well. So it's a, it's a huge week for them, not just on the field. What they do there is important, but uh, the interviews and everything else that they're doing for that entire week, not just on the field, but everywhere that they go in Mobile, is, uh, is huge for all these players. Let's start with Jaron Hall, BYU quarterback. The other quarterbacks, by the way, on his uh, on his national team, Jake Hayner and Malik Cunningham. What's Jaron's week been like that you've been able to observe? You know, he came in, he, he was the best-looking quarterback of, of uh, his group. Uh, the, uh, Cunningham missed the first day because he was under the weather. Um, he, 
the, he was the better of the two between him and Jake Hayner on the first day. And then I think, you know, Jake got a little bit uh, more reps in the past two days and, and had a couple more wow moments. And I think the narrative will be that Jake Hayner maybe outperformed Jaron Hall. But I think both of them did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, Jaron a little bit different than, than Jake. They played very different styles at the, at the position. And Jaron just needed to showcase that he could understand the playbook, uh, get the language, and just truly understand the install of the offense as quick as possible because, uh, you know, we all know he's going to be an older rookie. Uh, and so he's going to either be pressed into duty right away or be counted on as a backup immediately because of that age, you know. And so it's, it's not a discredit to him at all. He uh, proved what he needed to prove. I don't think that either one of them, him or J.K., are separated themselves from where they are right about QB6, QB7, though, in the, in the draft rankings when all is said and done. How much can a guy help himself during these workouts and, and this whole week at the Senior Bowl? Because it seems like with all that's available to decision makers in terms of video and and uh, you know statistics and all those things, that they kind of know what they're getting when they see. But but maybe how can it change once they get seen uh, close up? Yeah, I, I think it goes down in importance or uh, in, in availability of or room to grow, I guess, from where you play. So the Alabamas and the Georgias, there's not a whole lot for them to gain. I think if you're a friends level player or a guy down in Alabama that didn't quite get a whole lot of reps, you can move your your draft stock up. But Emil Ikior, uh, well, Tyler Steen on Alabama, we knew who they were. They cemented who them, they were. So, you know, you have the independents and the, the group of five players and the FCS players like Cody Malk from North Dakota State. Cole Strange last year from Chattanooga as well. Those guys really can put themselves up, make themselves multiple rounds higher. But for Jared Hall, you know, it's just, it was more cementing what we knew of him and then ultimately seeing the intangible stuff and getting to meet him. So I think the most you can grow, depending on uh, where you were, is, but for BYU's sake, for Jared Hall's sake, a round or two difference one way or the other for, for his specific uh, draft stock this, this year. Uh, what are the things that Jaron needs to improve on maybe going forward? Uh, some of the deficiencies that maybe maybe you saw that where he can kind of bridge the gap and, and, and just become a better prospect. Yeah, this week I think we saw a couple of them. The decision-making uh, and the speed of it. You know, obviously everybody knows that when you go from high school to college, it's a lot faster. When you go from college to the NFL, it's the ultimate jump and, and test of somebody's ability to make decisions on the fly quickly. Jaron is, uh, he was a little bit reliant on leaving the pocket during day one, day two. And I think today he had a really good throw up the seam to Oregon State's Luke Musgrave uh, and, or excuse me, Payne Durham. Uh, and so that one alone there, that sort of turned, uh, that's where I think we, I, w- I would have liked to have seen a few more. Maybe we'll see some of those in the game now, uh, him taking some steam shots up. But it, it's hard to diagnose too much what he needs to work on. It's just sort of it, the three years, two years that we get from all these players. It's hard to then bucket it into three days to really see what much they uh, what what they can fix and what they need to work on too much. But you know, decision making and seeing how they adjust to the speed is what we can learn from these past three days. I think I saw Jaron ran like a four five in the forty. Um, what what about his speed? Maybe attracts him to NFL teams as as they evaluate what they need in the draft. Yeah, the speed and his athleticism to to get to the edge. It, he'll beat defensive ends. He'll beat linebackers. It's often I think there's a package in the NFL. You know, we've we've seen maybe the end of the Lamar Jackson era in Baltimore, but it was a creative system that they created to to fool defensive coordinators. And I think that there's a road to the NFL early for Jaron because of that. If he gets a creative offensive coordinator, we can see him in sub packages. 
ultimately, if he's pressed into duty, he can be a great quarterback as well, I think, in my opinion. And I ultimately think he presses a veteran uh, or, or whoever he goes to for snaps early as year one, year two, still in the NFL. I don't think there's a whole lot to pick through in his game. It's just making quick decisions, making it on the fly, and then ultimately not being too reliant on that uh, athleticism because that's a short way out the door in the NFL career. Talking to Cam Miller from Pro Football Network. All right, let's go with Blake Freeland, offensive tackle. What's his week been like out there? It's been a little bit hit or miss. I think what we saw from him is that his reaction speed was a little bit too slow or slower than some of the other tackles we have. We, we know he's one of the bigger ones out there. Uh, if Dewan Jones from Ohio State measured it and broke the record, we knew Blake would be one of the bigger guys, but he's also slight because of that size and you know his athletic build. He wasn't quite as fast as I've I, thought he might be some of the speed rushers got him um, and obviously it's a little bit more difficult going up against multiple different kinds of fast rushers uh, the one thing i noticed is that blake was quick to jump from left to right tackle um, and getting reps in both and i know that that'll impress a lot of the de- decision makers that are watching him because showcasing that he can try to you know make a roster out both spots he doesn't have to worry about making a roster i think he's a roster guy from from year one so to me a little bit of speed issues but ultimately he can he can fight hand fight with the best of them all right, next up, uh, Puka Nakua, BYU wide receiver. Um, we, Brandon and I have seen him since high school out here, went to Washington, then to BYU the last couple of years. Uh, from what we're seeing, he's having a pretty good week out there in, in mobile. Yes, yeah, so he hasn't uh, performed or practiced the past two days, but I, and I don't know what. We haven't gotten any clarity uh, on that, unfortunately. So day one, he stole the show, though. Uh, Tuesday's practice, it was the Puka Nakua show, and every single rep he had, he won. Didn't matter whether it was team drills, seven-on-sevens, or one-on-ones with the defensive backs. It was it was Puka Nakua who showcased what he's had, and I think that was the biggest thing going in for him specifically. You know, obviously, he, he can't answer. He can't answer the injury questions and why he was unable to, to see the field for 12 games here and there. But when you do see him on the field, you know exactly how athletic he is and how electric he is with the ball in his hands, but even without he was winning rounds. He was silky smooth, uh, breaks, not losing speed when he did put his foot in the dirt, too. So, to me, he showed enough on Tuesday that if it was a decision not to play on Wednesday or Thursday, that was more than enough that we saw from him on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, how much does the injury thing maybe affect his draft status? Because it was a very easy prediction that he was going to kill these practices. I made the prediction earlier this week, and those of us who've seen him, it's like, yeah, he's going to be a guy that's just going to knock the socks off people. But how much of that durability question mark is going to be a thing when it comes to draft time for, for these NFL teams? You know, it's, it's, it's good to hear from, from him in Mobile talking to those decision makers that I'm sure he talked to. It's, it's, it's one thing to read a media report. It's one thing to read it from it or hear it from an agent, but it's another thing to get him in the room and really ask those questions. And he, unfortunately, that's the nature of the business. He's probably not more than a sixth, fifth, sixth or seventh rounder because of that injury history. You don't want to invest too much draft capital in somebody that may or may not have chronic injuries. As, as sad as it is to say, it's just the nature. It is a business. Um, and once we all get past that, I, he is as electric as anybody was in this field. I have Jaden Reed from Michigan State, you know, turned eyes or turned heads and, and opened eyes. Puka did that on Tuesday as well, and I think he was right up there with, with those both athletic guys here. And so it, it's unfortunate it'll hurt his draft stock, but ultimately hearing it from them, it, it's all it takes uh, one of those guys to to hear it from him and feel comfortable with selecting him higher. Cam, what are those conversations like with those players and the decision makers? I mean, as a as a media member, you're asking certain questions. Are, are the questions that they get asked by those uh uh, scouts, are they similar? Or are they what, what are they like? 
you know, I think it varies from team to team, but I ultimately think we're, we're trying to get the same result, so to speak. I think media, we want the story. Uh, those decision makers want the answers to whether or not they're going to fit on the team. So I think some are looking at install questions. Do they know the playbook? Um, do defensive linemen, do they know the difference, truly know the difference between four eye and a four technique? Do they, you know, can they diagnose coverages as a receiver? Can you understand coverages as a DB? So I think that there's different team somatic questions that, that these staffs are asking him, but ultimately I think it's how you fit too. And I mean, what the, the story about what was it, the Patriots last year who were having some players shoot baskets when they walked into their meetings at the combine. So who knows what they're really asking in those decision-making rooms. It's a, it's a free-for-all. I'm talking to Cam Miller, Pro Football Network. Who, who's, a, who's a great story out there that maybe people don't know about that is participating this week in practice and, and has stood out to you? <laughs> so it's hard. I would have said that, uh, Cody Mock from North Dakota State was one that nobody knew about. But once he showed up and everybody saw it, he was missing his front teeth and he hadn't cut his hair in what feels like a decade now. Uh, and he let his belly show you know, for topless Tuesdays, he called it. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to say if he hasn't really impressed. He's the guy who played left tackle at North Dakota State. Moving inside to guard, I think what we saw for him is that he will struggle in the NFL if he plays tackle because he's got shorter arms and the length there will allow him to get sort of dominated by powerful guys. He looked great on the inside. He played all five positions. I saw him lining up during one-on-ones. Uh, but then Marte Mapu from Sacramento State, the safety, he was playing linebacker. He had a great week at the NFL PA collegiate bowl, and then they called him up. He flew out to Mobile, and he showed out. I think uh, you look at a safety for the Sac State team that was with second in the nation. Uh, he played linebacker, and he has coverage abilities. He's a guy I think you'll hear in April called much earlier than people are projecting. Uh, you already said that Puka is probably going to be a late-round guy just because of the durability issues. What do you foresee for Jaron Hall and, and, and Blake Freeland, and did they help or hurt, hurt their, uh, their their draft prospects uh, initially from what you've seen? Yeah, I wrote it uh, yesterday, actually. I don't think even any of these quarterbacks have moved their draft stock at all. I think, if anything, they've cemented who we all thought that they were. Uh, and so for me right now, Jaron and Jake Hayner, are right there, right after Hendon Hooker. And so if Hendon Hooker was here in attendance and he didn't throw, but he was interviewing and he was asking questions and he was on the field, coaching up the guys and really in the huddles, which I was really impressed with. So I think they're right all. Those three are in the battle for quarterback five, six, and seven. You know, after the big four, we're going to hear their names called. And I think Jaron right now is on the fringe. He's either at the tail end of of round three, um, depending on how the compensatory picks fall, and then right at the beginning of round four. Um, Pro Dan Combine can tell us a little bit more about each of them, but I think right there, that's where we're going to see is the meat of the quarterback still. And what about Blake Freeland? I, you know, it's this tackle class when uh, Olu Fashanu left uh, to go back to school to Penn State really got a, a kick uh, and lowered the top tier of the tackles. And I think if you look at Connor Galvin from from Baylor, also toy with coming back. Blake toy with coming back and potentially going to Baylor as well. So I think that there's these guys might have left uh, because I think they're going to hear themselves drafted. I think Blake will be in that second round, uh, third round range. You can't coach size, as they say, and Blake has that in Spain. Last thing for you, Cam, it's the 74th annual Senior Bowl. It's kind of endured, whereas other bowl games have, have uh, maybe gone away or uh, been de-emphasized. What, what's the importance of these postseason uh, all-star games for these athletes now as, as uh, the NFL draft is still a few months away? It's elevation of some of the players that you may not have heard about or some of the players that may not have had a chance to, to showcase everything that they wanted to or some of the players like uh, Marte Mapu or Cody Mock who you know, didn't get a chance to play on the national spotlight at all 
in their careers. Uh, and so Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, two games missed in, in the year, early injury. He's back to health, and he's perfectly fine. So I think it's that. It's, it's, a, it's for the players that maybe aren't the top 15, the top 20, the top 31 picks this year, which is why we hardly saw any first-round uh, locks, as they'll call them, in action. It's, it's really just to elevate those players. It's for these scouts to get out and see them. And ultimately, it's for the face-to-face interviews. So like I said, I think 33% of it is what the on-field uh, performances look like. The rest of it is all in person. Uh, you got to be able to win over general managers and decision makers, showcase that you're smart enough to be on the team. But ultimately, if you're not, and you know, if you might have some character concerns, they're going to be able to weed that out pretty quickly. Cam, we appreciate your time. Be safe out there. Get home safely and uh, keep doing the good work, all right? Uh, where, where can uh, BYU Thank fans you. check out your work and your comments about the Senior Bowl practices and the Senior Bowl? Easy enough. Uh, we'll have live coverage of the Shrine Bowl tonight, too. Can't forget uh, the other bowl game out there in Vegas. Uh, but, yeah, profootballnetwork.com. Um, and then the easiest is just to go to, to Twitter, Cam Meller, M-E-L-L-O-R. I appreciate you guys for having me. Very good. Thanks, Cam. Talk to you soon. Cam is a machine. I love having him on. I mean, I mean, what a thorough breakdown that is. That was fantastic. I was a little disappointed with the, the – he says it wasn't a surprise about Jared Hall. I'm a little surprised by that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just, well, I mean, you consider the fact that, that he didn't play in the bowl game. It's been a while since yeah. he's had live action. You know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, a, a, at least a month since he's done anything but just train. So you would expect there to be, I would expect there to be maybe a little bit of rust as they yeah. they, they go through and start to get back into the swing of things. Um, I, I like that Jaron ran a 4-5. And it was interesting for me for Cam to say because of his age, he would be expected to be a backup right away as opposed to a kid coming, you know, that's 22 years old. I wonder about that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, I didn't really thought of that in terms of, you know, all we hear about with age is, well, he's got to get into the NFL now because he's so old that, you know, he'll he'll reach his peak and then he'll be out of the league before he gets a chance. Um, BYU players who are older because of missions, that you always hear that, but I hadn't heard that part of it where he, there's a more expected of them because they're older. Yeah. He was disappointed with Blake Freeland's speed. That, yeah. That's a little surprising as well. It's just like Blake Freeland's been so peerless for BYU. I, I, what can you criticize? And then seeing any criticism aligned, it was like, what? Wait? What? This is the guy that locked down. But, but, but I, again, you like that. You like guys that can break these guys down far better than we can. Getting that, that, that live competition and whatnot. I am a little hesitant. Well, I don't know. When you have Blake Freeland, he said a second round, possibly top of the third round would be where he sees him. And if he solidifies that, I mean, did we, did any of us have any higher expectations? No, I think that's that's... about, and and I think that Cam's point was most of the guys just solidified who they are, who they thought they were. And and I feel like there's so much tape that's available out there, video now to be seen there. Everybody's on TV all the time. Um, I think that the guys who make those decisions and the scouts, they can watch and they can see, and they've been doing this long enough where I think that they get a pretty good read. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty much what I thought. Where where that guy is going to be. Yeah. I don't know why Puka didn't participate the second day, but to me that's not a good move. If he was physically able, yeah. well, what's the, what's the biggest question mark? Durability, right? right? It's like, well, show these guys. You can, I, I don't know, but for a non-contact thing, maybe it's not a thing. I don't know, but but to me it's like, why are you out there? 
But then again, maybe he killed it enough that first day. It's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> you guys know what I am, so I don't know. Well, best of luck to those guys. The game, as we mentioned, is Saturday, 12.30 p.m. on the NFL Network, and it'll be played at Hancock-Whitney Stadium in the University of South Alabama. And uh, it's it's really important for Jaron Hall, Pukunaku, and Blake Freeland to play well. But as Cam was saying, it's 30% is the practices and the interviews that you do during the week, and I think that those guys were all going to excel at those. I think those guys. Uh, <laughs> although um, I wonder, you know, with uh, with Puka, he always tends to laugh at the end of all of his comments. Just kind of that's who he is, yeah. right? Where where Jaron is super serious when he's answering the questions. He's not goofy at all, but Puka's still a little bit goofy. Yeah, yeah. I love Puka. How can you not love Puka? Love all, Puka. all the Nakus were all the Nakus were awesome. It's just too bad we only had. Samson for one year and Puka for just two. I still feel cheated by yeah. how, how little BYU was able to get from Puka because he's so good. So much fun to watch. So good. And maybe as he plays professional football, maybe BYU fans will adopt whatever team he goes to and yeah. get a chance to see more Puka because more Puka is always good. Very easy to cheer for. ESPN 960, Darnell Dixon and Brandon Gurney sitting in for Ben Criddle. We'll come back. On the other side of this break with one of our favorite guests, Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman, we'll talk about some Big 12 football on the other side, ESPN 960 Sports. What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.